or what is the reason for possible podcasting podcasting but don't know how do you want to make money from your podcast do you want your podcast to be broadcast on various platforms you have one single answer to all your question anchor anchor helps you to create and edit your podcast it shares your podcast across various other podcasting platforms like spotify breaker google podcast all you need to do is anchor this cannot record your podcast and anchor does the rest anchor the one stop podcasting platform for you mitro a very good morning today in this episode of history under your feet we take a look at the legendary pajasi raja of kerala varma pajasi raja a man who took on the might of hyder ali tipu sultan and the british the line of kerala who was a terror on the battlefield a man who knew the lush green leringes of malabar where he was born and mobilized the people there against the invaders be it the mysore kingdom or the british when one looks at pajasi raja's history of resistance you can broadly divide it into three phases first one against hyder ali from 1773 to 1782 tipu sultan from 1784 to 1793 and finally the british till his death in 1805 in this podcast we will be taking a look at the resistance he offered at various phases as also his background the kingdom of kottayam located in the malabar region of kerala covering talasari and vainad was ruled by a princely dynasty called as purnattu swarupam the king the, the purnattu swarupam dynasty had three branches the southern one called as a tekke kovilkam at kottempolli eastern one called as a kejekke kovilkam at mantana and the westernmost one padinjare kovilkam at a place called pajassi near matanur from padinjare kovilkam would emerge a hero and that was none other than kerala varma pajasi raja hyder ali had invaded the malabar much earlier in 1766 at the behest of the raja of kanur who wanted independence from the zamoran of kozhikod After a long campaign he Hyder Ali reached Kozhikode where he made the the Zamorin to surrender and pay taxes to Mysore However with most of the rajas refusing to pay the taxes Hyder Ali once again invaded Malabar in 1768 and most of the rajas fled to Travancore kingdom One such raja was Pajasi Raja's own uncle, and at the age of 21, he ascended the throne in 1774. 
unlike other rajas who fled to Travancore, Pachasi Raja refused to flee and vowed to fight Hyder Ali's forces. Knowing he did not have the resources to wage an open battle, Pajasi Raja began to attack Hyder Ali's army through a series of guerrilla attacks. And considering he knew the hilly terrains of Vainad well, Pajasi was at advantage as he began to harass the enemy through a series of ambushes. Soon Pajasi's fame spread far and wide and he became one of the most powerful head of the Kotayan kingdom. However, this aroused the envy of his uncle, Veeravarma, and he soon began to play a series of power games with his nephew. In the meantime, the Kur rulers too joined hands with Hyderali, who had promised them, why not? Hyder reinstated the Raja of Chirakkal, and soon a triple alliance was formed with Mysore to crush Pajasi Raja. In turn, Pajasi regularly raided Mysore, taking the sandalwood from its forest and laid claim to large parts of the kingdom right up to Nanjangud. Pajasi ensured he had a close alliance with Ravi Varma, the prince of Kozikod, and Krishna Varma, the rebel leader of southern Malabar. Thalassari was of vital importance to the British East India Company being a harbour, a fort, as well as a manufacturing centre. Taking control of it would mean giving a significant impetus to the British naval presence in the west coast. Keeping in mind the strategic importance, Hyder Ali decided to capture the fort, which would hit both the British as well as the rebels. His ally, the Cherkal Raja, besides Talassari, and enforced an economic blockade on the orders of Hyderali. However, Pajasi Raja's rebel forces attacked Talasari with British help and routed the Chirakkal army. The Chirakkal forces were pursued by Pajasi Raja's men right up to Kottayam, where the Mysore occupying forces were routed too. However, just at a very critical junction when the entire Mysore army would have been wiped out, the British were ordered to go slow on Hyder Ali for tactical purposes. This worked to the advantage of Mysore and soon a joint Mysore Chirakal army led by the Raja attacked Kotayam. In spite of a brave resistance, Pajasi Raja's army had to retreat and soon the combined army captured Kadatnath, installing a puppet Raja. Once again, Talasari was attacked by a large force of Mysore, Chirakal and Kartanad in 1799. Pajasi sent a force of 2000 Nayars to aid the British in Talasari and was able to hold the place for a long time. Sardar Khan, the Mysore general, opened negotiations with Pajasi Raja and offered to restore the territories occupied by Mysore. If he paid a tribute of 50,000 rupees, However, Khan got greedy, raised the tribute amount, and Pajasi had no option but to fight back again. In the meantime, the Kotayam forces captured Kalpatta and Vyanite, where a 2000 strong Kurg army was ambushed and wiped out. 
By 1780, Pajasi had allied with the British and broke the siege of Talasari by striking from both ends. As per plan, the British came out of the fort and attacked the Mysorean army, while Pajasi attacked from the rear. It was a total rout for Mysore. Sadar Khan was killed, and the forces had to retreat from Malabar. Though Kottayam became free, the British once again ceded Malabar to Tipu Sultan, as per the Treaty of Mangalore in 1784. Pajasi brother Ravi Verma agreed to pay the rather exorbitant tribute to Mysore and also ceded Wayanad to Tipu Sultan, which angered him even more. He swore not to let Tipu enjoy in peace. And soon rebelled against his own brother and Mysore. For close to seven years, Pajasi's guerrilla forces constantly harassed the Mysore army in Wayanad's hilly terrain. A furious Tipu sent an army under the French general Lali to exterminate the entire Nair community from Kottayam to Palakkad. However, the war in Deccan meant Tipu had to divert his attention elsewhere. Leaving Pajasi with a free hand to attack, Kathirur was recaptured as was the Kuttayadi fort, and soon the whole of Kuttayam was out of Tipu's control. However, after the Treaty of Srirangapatnam, Malabar this time was ceded to the British, who began to establish their supremacy there. The British put the following terms to the rajas of Malabar once it passed into their rule in 1792. The British would control the raja in case he oppressed the people. A British resident would look into complaints of oppression. Two British persons would assist the raja's men in making the land revenue valuation. The British share of paper was to be delivered at a fixed price. What this effectively meant was that the rulers of Malabar were just agents of the British, stripped of all powers effectively, and this humiliating treaty was ratified by Pajasi's uncle Veeravarma. Viravarman was made ruler of Kottayam in 1793, as the British feared Pajasi would become too independent. Pajasi felt betrayed at this act, as he was the only Malabar ruler who had supported the British when all the other rajas had fled to Travancore. Viravarman, in the meantime, played a double game, collecting taxes and instigating Pajasi against the British for his own ends. The harsh methods adopted by the British to extract taxes from the peasants meant Pajasi once again had to revolt. Pajasi ensured that no tax was collected by the British in the entire Kottayam kingdom. The British, discovering Veeravarma's double games, tricked Pajasi into believing he would be given a twenty percent share of the pepper revenue. However, in 1794, Kottayam was given to the Raja of Kurumbranath. On a five-year lease, a furious Pajasi refused to accept it and ruled Kottayam as his own. He also gave shelter to Narangoli Nambiar, an outlaw rebel against the British, adding fuel to the fire here. With his nephew stubbornly resisting him, Veeravarma found it hard to collect the tax. The British sent a large force to arrest Pajasi in 1796, who. Who fled to Manatna? 
His ancestral palace was looted by the then British Lieutenant James Gordon. Also, one of his former generals, Pajamimidin Chandu, too joined hands with the British, betraying Pajasi. Soon, Pajasi began to operate out of the Purali range, blocking all the British communication between Low Malabar and Wayanad through the Kutiyadi Pass. He communicated to the British through an old friend, Colonel Dow, that he was willing to negotiate with them to avoid needless bloodshed. The British too were willing to negotiate as they feared Pajasi might ally with Tipu Sultan if he was pushed too far. However, Veera Verma once again played spoil sport, ensuring that the British communication did not reach his nephew. Verma also removed Kaiteri Ambu, a favourite general of Pajasi from the Kotaim administration. The British now sided with Veera Verma and refused to accept Pajasi's request. Ambu, in the meantime, began to plan a mass resistance against a forceful tax collection by Veeravarma. Add to it, a large number of Veeravarma's troops too deserted him and joined Pachasi. By early 1797, Nair militia began to rise all over the Malabar in support of Pachasi. Earlier, he visited the Mysorean commandant at Karkankutta and met Tiputu who promised him support. The British sent a large force to harass Pajasi. Outposts were set up all over Vayanad and Kottayam. In 1797, Colonel Dow along with his forces marched into Vayanad. With a plan to block the Periya Pass and crush the rebel force in Kannoth. However, they ambushed by a force of Nayads and Kurshias, losing 105 men and were forced to retreat. Suffering from chronic, chronic shortage of supplies, Dow decided to go to Talatsari to consult authorities but was again ambushed on the way. It was then that Major Cameron decided to attack Kotayam by the Periya Pass with a force of 1000. However, Pajasi had got wind of the plans already. He laid a trap for them, ordering his troops to be concealed in stockades. As soon as the British forces entered the Periya Pass, the troops ambushed them. It was a massacre all the way. Had not Major Anderson's force arrived in time, the entire British Union would have been wiped out. Cameron himself was killed in the ambush, along with Lieutenants Najib, Madge and Ruderman. It was a total rout. Mitro, we take a small break and we'll be back looking at the final phase of Pajasi Verma's life against the British rule. Stay tuned. Welcome back. We take a look at the final phase of Kerala Verma Pajasi Raja's life and his, and his resistance to the British rule. After the route at Periya Pass, the British struck back to Swaminatha Pattar a Tamil Brahmin who had served as the minister to Chamorin. They had raised a band of regulars to attack Pajasi, which later became the notorious Kolkar that acted as stooges to the British and harassed local people. Understanding the fact that the British did not have much chance with Pajasi in a guerrilla war in the hilly terrains of Wayanad, they decided to make peace with them 
They also felt that Pajasi might side with the French, so they felt it best to come to terms with him. Finally, a peace pact was signed between Pajasi Raja and British in 1797, broken by the Rajas of Chirakal and Parapanad. As per the treaty, Pajasi would be pardoned, his property would be returned, and his elder brother Ravi Varma would be the head of Kotayam. Tipu Sultan died in 1799 at Suringapatnam, fighting the British, after which they turned their attention to Wainat. The intention was to annex Wainat to either Canada or Mysore. However, once again, Pajasi refused to entertain the British designs and collected a large force of Nayaks and Mapillas. With Tipu's fall, many of the ex-Patan soldiers of his army too joined Pajasi. Sir Adho Wellesley was appointed as the army commandant of Mysore, Kanara and Malabar. Wellesley began to build roads in the Wayanad region and outposts to subdue the rebels. When he left for the Deccan, Pajasi marched across the Kutiyadi Pass and formed an alliance with the Unnimuta Mupan, a Mapilla leader from Wayanad. Soon other nobles like Kampurat Nambiar of Irajuman, Iruvajanad, Pirival Nambiar, Sankaran Nambiar too joined him. By 1800, the entire Kotayam countryside was controlled by the rebels, forcing Wellesley to send a large force under Colonel Satorius to recapture Kotayam. However, shortage of troops meant the plan ended in failure and in the meantime, Manjeri Atan Gurukkal and Annad Mapilla leader too sided with Pachasi. However, by 1801, the British spread out all over Kotayam and Wayanad, blocking all the passes. With his contacts cut off with southern Malabar, Pajasi decided to go underground with his followers, who were six close aides and around 25 mosquitoes. He moved from forest to forest, evading capture, visiting his secret bases in Kottayam, Kartanad, and finally the jungles of Kurumbranad. The British struck back to a reign of terror, targeting nobles sympathetic to Pajasi. Perival Lambiar was hanged from a tree, and those nobles who supported Pajasi were threatened with brutal confiscation of properties. Another supporter, Kanatwat Sankaran Nambiyar too, was arrested and hanged in public. Once again, the Malabar was on fire as the people revolted against the draconian British acts. Panamaram Fort was captured by Adichina Kungan Nair with around 150 Kuruchia archers led by Talakkal Chandu. The garrison under Captain Dickinson was slaughtered. The rebels got hold of 112 muskets and a whole lot of ammunition while destroying the fort. Wellesley once again sent a force of around 500 to retaliate, but by then the entire Wayanad and Kotayam area was up in revolt. Rebels began to come in from all sides, motivated by Rachina Kungan, and both the Periya Pass and Kotiu Pass were taken. Adachina ambushed the British forces en route to Mysore from Manathanwadi. However, a reinforcement arrived just in time that outflanks the rebels and most of them were massacred. With the people of Kotayam siding with the rebels, it was an uphill task for the British and soon it also spread to Chirakkal. By end of 1803, Pajasi army had spread as far as Kannur and Talassari. Kozikot was attacked, the prisoners in the sub-jail were released and Wellesley had to leave in failure after three unsuccessful years. The same author Wellesley who would later defeat Napoleon at the Battle of Waterloo. The irony of it. 
It took a civil servant, Thomas Babber, the sub-collector, to finally crush Pajasi's revolt. A huge uprising by Kalyat Nambiar was put down in 1804 in the largely forested eastern Chirakkal region. It was also the time the Kolkar came into picture serving their British masters. The British offered a bounty of 3,000 pagodas for Pajasi Raja's capture along with 1,000 for Edichina Kungan. However, once again, the monsoon and Vinod's climate meant Pajasi had an advantage. Pajasi along with Adachina organized a large force of Kurumbas and Kurichiyas along with the Nair nobles of Vinod. The Kolkar were devastated by the Vinod climate, most of them not being used to it. The British were finally able to capture Pajasi after a local Chetti informed them of his location. On 1805, 30th November, Pajasi Raja was ambushed by the British at the Karnataka border on a stream called Mavella Thod. In a fiercely fought encounter, Pajasi was killed, bringing to an end one of the fiercest revolutionary fighters ever. Pajasi Raja was no more, but for close to a decade, he gave one of the toughest resistance to the British. A man who humbled Hyder Ali, Tipu Sultan and other Wellesley, finally fell to betrayal and capture. A true hero and a legend, Kerala Varma Pajasi Raja, the line of Kerala. A salute to a legend, Naman.